the Girl Means Business podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls. Over the last few years, I have built a business that allowed me to quit my nine to five, spend more time with the ones that I love, and live my best life. Now, I'm sharing everything I learned along the way with you. Each week, my guests and I will share actionable tips, tangible advice, and honest conversations to help you build your dream business. So get ready to take notes and put in the work because this girl means business. Hey guys, and happy holidays. Welcome back to the Girl Means Business podcast. We are in full holiday mode, which means that it is almost Christmas. We are just a couple of weeks away and I am excited. I love Christmas. It's my favorite time of year. But it also means that you still have time to get a special something from me in the mail this holiday season. All you have to do is head to iTunes, leave me a quick review, let me know what you think of the Girl Means Business podcast, let others know why they should listen, what you're loving, what you want to hear more of, and even feel free to tell me what you're not loving. I am always open to honest feedback, love to hear what you really think of the show. And for everyone that leaves me a review between now and the end of December, I'll be sending a special thank you gift in the mail just for you, just for the holidays. So head over to iTunes, hit pause for just a second, leave me a quick review, and then I'll be in touch with you to get your address and send you that special something in the mail. All right, guys. So today's episode is all about Instagram. Raise your hand if you love Instagram. I know you can't see me because this is a podcast, but my hand is raised high because I'm a big fan of Instagram. It's where I spend most of my time on social media. I love the aesthetics of it. I love the visual aspects of it. And I love the interaction that I get on Instagram. I know that since Instagram and Facebook are owned by the same companies now, there's been some changes that have been made with advertising and marketing and the algorithm. But I think that our guest today is going to help us break through all of that so that we can love Instagram even more. Today, I'm chatting with Charlize from The Girl at the Yellow Desk. She has a really interesting story about how she went from owning her own salon and being a hairdresser to being a virtual assistant and a content manager. She specializes in all things social media and especially Instagram. So we talk about a lot of things in this interview, but we are covering for the most part five tips that'll help you get more natural engagement and exposure on Instagram, which is what we all want, right? We want to be able to post to Instagram and have everybody see it, like it, comment on it, share on it, all those things. So today she's sharing five really, really great tips. In fact, you're going to hear that these are some things that even I was surprised about and really excited to start implementing. So I won't make you wait any longer. Let's jump into our interview with the girl at the yellow desk. Hi, Charlize. Welcome to the Girl Means Business Podcast. How are you today? Hi, I'm doing so great today. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. I'm so excited to chat with you today. We've got a really exciting topic I think a lot of people are going to be interested in. But before we dive into Instagram, um, tell us a little bit about you and who you are, your story, kind of how you got into what you're doing now, all the things. Oh, thank you for asking. I would love to. My company is called Girl at the Yellow Desk. And um, before you ask the question, I actually don't have a yellow desk yet, but it's one of my favorite colors. And my goal is to build a beautiful office, home office with a 
giant yellow desk. So I love I started- it. Well, you'll have to post pictures <laughs> when you do, because I want to see I it. Will. <laughs> I will. So we'll all know that I've gotten to my goal when you see the actual yellow desk. But in the meantime, um, I have actually been an entrepreneur for over 20 years in the beauty industry. I have built multiple clientele in different cities doing hair as a hairstylist behind the chair. I had a successful salon in a small town in Orange County for seven years where I um, operated with four stylists underneath me. And during that entire time, I also educated for some of the top companies in the hair industry and supported their sales, working even within Sephora, Saks Fifth Avenue, Bloomingdale's, and Nordstrom to help further their career. So that covered everything from marketing to sales to... um, a psych- psychology with clients. <laughs> so <laughs> I've definitely worked with people and been in the industry, but unfortunately last December of, that was 2018. So a year ago, I had emergency back surgery. And um, after the back surgery, I was unable to continue doing hair behind the chair. I did close my salon. I decided instead of looking at it as giving up on something, I kind of felt free to now suddenly explore what I really wanted to do, which was work wherever I wanted to work and travel. And I, I, I had a coaching call with someone who said, why can't you do the same thing that you did behind the chair, but instead of doing hair, help women in a different way with your knowledge and expertise. And this giant light bulb went off and I knew I had found my new purpose. And maybe my purpose my whole life was leading to this moment. I definitely feel grounded in that decision. So um, I'm honing into different systems, learning different things that I thought I knew and maybe didn't know so well. So it's a little different to be in front of a computer every day. But um, I am so happy. I get the same excitement when I give a female entrepreneur the confidence to go out and level up her business with my tips and my help on some of her projects. Um, it's like the same feeling that when a client would walk out of the salon and know that six weeks they are going to feel beautiful, that they could take over the world. It's that same confidence and peace that I'm giving them when they get my email sequences or my Instagram already taking care of them. So um, that's basically what I do now. And I am I couldn't be happier in my job. I love that. And I love you know that everybody's journey is so unique and that yours you said, you know, that you feel like you're kind of coming into what you were meant to do. And, you know, that's exactly how I felt when I left the classroom, even though I'm technically still educating just in a different way, you know, you're still empowering women and encouraging them just in a different way. So I love Mm -hmm. it. What an amazing story. Thank you. You know, I really believe that women empower other women. And if we're all nice to each other, then we can all get everything that we want. And that's what I'm here to do for women in business. Yeah. It's funny. I was actually just at my hair salon yesterday getting my hair done. And I was back there today getting my lashes done. But the owner of the salon, I've been meaning to get her on the podcast because she's amazing and she's built this incredible salon. But I was chatting with her and um, you know, I just said, I was like, I love coming in here because you've created this place where women feel incredible and they leave feeling incredible and mm-hmm. she was like, that's all, that's my only goal is to help people feel amazing. And I left there and right as I was leaving, I, I checked my phone real quick on Instagram and I saw somebody that I know that has started a brand new business. Um, it's a, a jewelry company, but, and watching her post about her success and this, and I was like, that's mm-hmm. true. It is like the way that I felt leaving the salon yesterday with my hair done and my lashes done today. Like, I feel like I can mm-hmm. take on the world. <laughs> and I, you know, and I get that excited when I see, somebody who has listened to this podcast or has 
mentored with me or worked with me and they're doing incredible things, it's such an amazing feeling. So I totally understand that feeling that you have. And I love that you're getting to do what you want to do now. That's, that's incredible. Thank you. And you know what? I can see you and you look beautiful. So (laughs) well, thank you. (laughs) I will let my stylist know that you approved. (laughs) Um, So we were talking a little bit before we hit record and I kind of asked you what your title is. I know that a lot of people refer to like virtual assistant VA, Mm -hmm. but you said that, you know, you don't feel like you necessarily are just a VA because you do, you are kind of niche down. You have specific things you focus on. So tell us a little bit, what is it that you focus on and how do you help other women in business succeed? Awesome. Great question. Thank you. Um, you know, I do consider myself a virtual assistant in the, um, in the realm of the fact that I work virtually and I assist people. But other than that, I focus on content creation, especially with social media management and email sales sequences. Um, being able to get and capture a, someone's voice and put it into their Instagram feed for them um, for a whole month. So they don't even have to think about it. All they have to do is engage and see all the likes and all of the comments coming in. Oh, you know how like freeing and like exciting that is for a woman who's so busy because we all know we should be on Instagram. We all know we should be doing these things to further our business, but to not have to think about it, the, my clients tell me, oh my gosh, you took care of that for me. I just, the relief from not having to like have the burden of thinking of that. And the same thing goes with some of the clients I've worked at creating content for their email funnels. So I am a virtual assistant who creates content, but specifically with social media and email, um, email copywriting. And I love that too, because I, you know, I coming from the photography world, one of the things that I always told photographers was like, don't try to be a jack of all trades, like figure out what you really love, figure out what you're really good at and focus just on that. So I think specializing is really key. I mean, just like going to a doctor, you wouldn't want to go to a doctor, you know, you want to go to somebody that's a specialist in the area that you're struggling with. Um, So I think that's great that you have found kind of the area that you want to specialize in. And I think people will need to understand too, that when they're looking for a VA, to find somebody that can focus on the needs that you have specifically. You know, like if you are like me, I'm not the most organized person. Like I don't, my brain doesn't <laughs> function. I would love to be organized. I love the idea of being organized. I love seeing other people's organizational tips. But when it comes to actually doing the work to stay organized, I'm terrible at it. So I need somebody that can be organized for me. <laughs> right. And so I, you know, that's what I look for when I'm working with people. Um, but yeah, I think that's great. And so when someone comes to you, you know, saying, Hey, I want you to take over my Instagram or I want you to help me with my email sales funnels. At what point would you say in someone's business, should they start looking for outsourcing? Cause I know that's a big question I hear a lot is, when should I outsource? I know that it's an expense that, you know, when you're first starting out may seem like this big expense, but it can really give you back time in your business. So what advice do you have for someone who is maybe thinking about going into outsourcing or looking into a VA? Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. 
Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. Okay. Um, I love your question because the first thing that happened when I decided to open my salon was I sought free advice actually, um, from the County, um, in Orange County, they will set you up with uh, a business expert for free. If you're a female or another type of, um, you know, person who of like less means money wise, um, somebody can go and seek help. So I was really surprised and kind of a little offended at first. Cause it was like, Oh, if you're a woman in business, you know, you need help. And I was like, uh, but then you know what we do. And I think as women, that's the number one thing we don't like to ask for is help. And, you know, I, so this woman, her name was Carrie. She was actually like volunteering because she loved helping women in business, but she had written her own books. She was a very successful businesswoman who was volunteering her time. I was fortunate enough to get her. Anyway, the first thing she told me, because I had all of these questions, how do I do a business plan? How do I, you know, and it was like, you know, every entrepreneur has those same questions. And exactly, she said yeah. to me, you know, first things first, make a list. And by the way, this was my first freebie when I first started out. So I'm going to give you like the how-to without the freebie. It's a free freebie here. Okay. So I she told me, make a column down the center or a line down the center. You have two columns. And on the right side, I want you to write all of the things on your mind, like a brain dump. What do you have to get done? Um, even on a daily basis for your household, like write everything down. So she gave me like two minutes. I wrote down, you know, laundry, dishes. And then I wrote down for the salon, towels and um, marketing, everything. Mm-hmm. She said, circle the ones that you hate. And I was like, ugh, you know, cleaning the toilet, <laughs> those things. And um, when I circled them, she said, okay, draw arrows. Now put them over to that first column. And on the top of that column, write the word delegate. She goes, so from now on, your first priority is to delegate the things you don't want to do to someone else. And that included for me hiring um, a bookkeeper, which was so scary because it's like, I don't even have that much money. Like, what do I need a bookkeeper for? What do, you know, how do I know? Anyway, so my advice is the same as Carrie's. And I would add that it's never too soon to delegate. In fact, what she told me was, because my thought was the same as I hear from women all the time. Okay, when I get to that point where I can afford it, well, we always are waiting for something. But mm-hmm. let me tell you that if you budget in from the beginning, your delegation for your business, it will pay for itself. You will have the peace of mind to begin with. And if you hire the right person, they help you make the money back and you get a return on your investment. So for those women who are already in business and didn't budget it, my second advice would be figure out a way to find the person that fits your first need. Do the same delegation list, but do it as far as like your needs for your business to grow and then find someone who can do those for you because the right person will pay for themselves. If you have the right email funnel, you're going to sell. My last client had me do her email funnel, 10 email funnels. And I'll be honest with you, it was $400. So that is an investment, but it's not the world's largest investment. Right. She sold 25 uh, spots on her 
$1,200 mastermind within that week because of the email funnel she invested in. And it helped save her peace of mind. It made her a lot of money Mm -hmm. and she easily paid me for that. You know, so she wants to hire me for all of her email funnels from from now on. So that's my advice about delegating. Do it, do it, do it and find a way (laughs) to do it. Yeah. I had someone tell me one time, and first of all, I'd say that was quite the return on the investment for that client of yours because Mm -hmm. that's huge. But I had someone tell me one time, or maybe I heard it somewhere that said, you need to focus on doing the things that only you can do. So in your Mm -hmm. business, there are certain things that only you can do, but there's Mm -hmm. other things behind the scenes that you're not necessarily, not that you can't do them, but like, I'm not great at certain things in my business. And like, I'm not great at copy. I'm just not like words. I can talk to you all day long, but if you ask me to put it on paper, (laughs) it's almost, it's like this brain block. I can't do it. And the words just, they, I've, I, cause I've worked with copy people in the past and they'll send me, you know, the landing page wording or whatever. And I'm just like, man, that, that sounds so eloquent and they eloquent and they did it in five minutes. Uh-huh. Like, how is this? <laughs> and so it's not that I can't do it, but somebody else has that gift, that talent. Mm-hmm. Why not utilize that? You know? And so right. I do think that yeah, the investment can be a little scary up front. But again, when you think about, you know, the fact that it's, it can bring you so much more time, it can bring you more freedom to do things that only you can do to bring in money. And then it's going to bring in money in the end. It's, it's going to get a return on its investment. So I agree. Yes. I'm with you. I'm all about delegating. And I, <laughs> and I actually like that word better than outsourcing because outsourcing sounds so... Um, like you're sending it to a third world country. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes. I know. Yeah. I know. And I do, I think I have it tight because I've thought about like, do you ever use or been on Fiverr? that website mm-hmm. where it's like the outsource. Yeah. And I've gone on there before. I think I was looking for like some kind of graphic design, something or other. And mm-hmm. it was all of these people from other countries. And I was like, okay, this is why I think I have that mental block around the word outsourcing because I've right. always seen it as like, you send it off to somebody and it comes back so impersonal. It comes back so not in your voice, you know? So you do have to find the right person but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I like the word delegate a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, if you think about it, delegate reminds us that as women, we have power. So we are choosing to give something that we no longer want to do or can do because it'll take too much time to figure out how to do it mm-hmm. um, to someone else. To me, that's like one of the most powerful things because we all are getting into this business so that we can spend more time with our friends, our family, our babies, and whoever. Um, so it's not about giving away power. It's kind of about taking your power and standing in it. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And I, and I love that. I love the perspective you put on that. I'm going to have to go back and play this again. I'm going to pull that clip out and be like, reminder, every day I'm in charge. Yeah. I'm the, I've, I have the power. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's dive into Instagram because that's what I'm sure a lot of people are excited to hear about. I know I'm excited Absolutely. to get into it. So you have five tips for us to help get more natural engagement and exposure on Instagram. I know you mentioned there's some changes in Instagram. And mm-hmm. so let's dive into those five tips. Awesome. I love this. these tips are so exciting to me. I know some people, they're a little source of like fear and frustration, but for me, it's like, how can I get into the system and break it? So no, I love I it. Let's, like. We can geek out over it together. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Okay. So one of the first things that, um, I was taught and it's worked 
like perfectly. It doesn't matter what the algorithm is. Doesn't matter what changes they make. Consistency. And I know that that's a hard one for a lot of people. Um, you have to choose a plan, which whether it's every day, once a week, uh, three times a week, ideally three to five times a week, you need to show up consistently. Your posts should be posting. That's it. No excuses, nothing. So if we're consistent, then um, Instagram starts to realize this person's here to bring people to our platform. And then they start to like notice like, okay, people are engaging with this person. And then the algorithm does start to favor you. Not only that, but it's that age old, I mean, marketing ever since what we watched Mad Men, it was in the 60s. You have to be in people's faces six to eight times before they even stop to say, wait a minute, what is this person about? Um, so we really want to be as consistent as possible for me. That's once a day. Um, every once in a while I take off a day, if, you know, I'm not feeling it and we all should, if you need a break from Instagram, do it, give yourself peace of mind. But generally speaking, at least once a day, we don't have to do more. Um, and also the time of day no longer matters. Instagram has released, um, something saying that, uh, even though they'll tell you on insights, when people engage with you the most, it doesn't matter the time of day doesn't matter. It goes in and it doesn't um, have anything to do with when people see your posts. So okay, don't worry about when you're posting. If it's like 11 p.m. and you're like, dang it, I was supposed to post today. You know what? Post at 11 p.m. and post um, for tomorrow's too if you have to. Just get yeah. it done once a day. Get that practice in. Um, so second, let me ask you real quick oh, on the consistency. Yeah. Does that apply as well to stories? Because I know for me personally, when I open my Instagram the first thing I do before I scroll through the feed is I go through my stories. So does that need to be consistent too? Or can that be a little more sort of whenever it fits what's going on behind your behind the scenes on your brand? Yes. Actually, you skipped ahead to a different tip. So let's oh. go on that one now. You are okay. such an Instagram nerd with me that you're already <laughs> thinking ahead and I love it. I told okay, you we're so going to geek out together. We're going to go into this. Okay. So when it comes to stories, um, consistency is also extremely important and you want to engage even more often. You really want to be on there three to five times a day. Now, um, the cool thing is, is Facebook just released the fact that their content creator that works for Facebook um, now works for Instagram. The reason that's important is because a lot of people want to use planning for stories and for their feed through plan, planally, later. And those are all awesome, tailwind, except now Instagram is going to stop partnering with them and going to be, I don't want to say penalizing, but in a way it's like penalizing you on your algorithm and, your, and, be, and being able to show up even for the people who want to see you by using those third-party apps. So my point being that you don't have to be constantly pulling your phone out to show what you ate and show what your kids are doing if you don't want to. You can pre-plan your stories to come out throughout the day as well on Content Creator, but you want to make sure that they are coming out several times a day. And the biggest tip I once learned was when you, someone opens their Instagram, because people open their Instagram like 50 times a day sometimes. When someone opens their Instagram, you want your circle to be one of the first two or three circles they see every single time they open. The only way to do that is to post different times throughout the day. And all of this posting, whether it's on your feed or on your stories, should be strategic. So you should be at the end of the day having a plan behind that, whether that's nurturing people to get to know you, whether that's selling something that you just released, there should always be some kind of um, purpose to your posting. And some of it, 
yes, the food, yes, the new shoes you bought, yes, your kid making a mess in the kitchen. Those are all part of your life. So it's okay to share those and be there and laugh and get people to laugh with you or be excited about your shoes. Um, but consistency all over the entire platform is important. Yeah. One thing I heard that, that really stuck with me one time was talking about Instagram stories was that everything you post should somehow relate to your brand. So Mm -hmm. like for me, you know, with my brand, with my photography and even with the girl means business part of it, it's all revolves around being a woman, being a mom and wanting to feel good or wanting to do something for yourself, whether it's a business or a photo shoot or whatever. So for me, I feel like sharing my mom life is part of the brand. So I don't have Mm -hmm. a problem with doing that. But like what Mm -hmm. someone else was saying was they're like, you know, if you're, if you are, your brand is you're a hairstylist and this and that don't always post pictures of your dog because that doesn't fit with your brand. Like you can do that all you want on your personal page, but if it has nothing to do with your brand, then it needs to stay off of there. Is that, do you agree with that? Um, Only to a certain degree. I think that your people pay you to do hair, not only to have good hair, but because they care about you as a person. In fact, someone will get a bad haircut 80% of the time from someone that they like so much. The actual hair statistics are 20% um, that people will leave someone for a bad haircut. Um, it's, it's more that they don't like the person anymore. It's 80% that they don't like them. So right. they will stick with a bad haircut because they like them so much. So that being said, how do you get someone to like you? So yeah, you might want to show your dog, but not in every post. Right. You might want to say the reason why I cut hair is because I come home at night and this guy's waiting for me and I can you know cuddle with him at the end of a long day. Those yeah. sort of posts um, still are on brand for me. Um, in fact, I have a freebie that we're going to put, um, I want you to give to everybody who's listening that talks about having a cohesive feed. So there's going to be five major tips on ways that your feed, including picking categories and really makes it easy and succinct for people who are kind of lost in the, how do I pick what to post? What do I, what do I do? This is actually going to give them the five top tips on how to make their feed. And, um, it'll, you know, applies to stories as well, but their feed, especially really cohesive. So, um, can we get to your listeners? Yeah, absolutely. And I, yeah, I will link to that in the show notes so that everybody can click in the show notes and that'll take them right to it. So they'll have that quick and easy. Yeah. Thank you. That's awesome. Hey guys, we're going to take a quick break from this incredible interview. First of all, I want to let you know about the freebie that we just talked about from the girl at the yellow desk. She has a freebie called five ways to have a more captivating feed. And I'm sharing that link in today's show notes. So all you have to do is head over to girlmeansbusiness.com forward slash episode 38, and you can grab that free download. While you're there, I've got a couple other free downloads I want you to check out. One is my free marketing guide. These are five tried and true marketing strategies that I have used in my business to grow my following, grow my email list, get my name out there and build that know, like, and trust factor with my followers. You can also download your free lead magnet template. This is a done for you template. All you have to do is fill in your lead magnet information. It's through Canva. It's simple. It's easy. It's really nice and professional looking, and it is yours completely free. 
The third free thing I have for you is your branding guide workbook, building a brand workbook. This is a free workbook that you can download and walks you through all the steps that you need to build a brand that your clients will recognize, love, and want to work with. So all you have to do is head over to today's show notes at girlmeansbusiness.com forward slash episode 38 and grab all those incredible freebies from myself as well as Charlize with the girl at the yellow desk. So again, head over to girlmeansbusiness.com forward slash episode 38 and grab all those freebies today. All right, guys, let's get back to this incredible interview. Yeah. And then, so let's get into the next tip. Um, let's talk about everyone's favorite hashtags. <laughs> so, um, one of the announcements that was made about hashtags from Instagram headquarters themselves was that even though they allow 30 hashtags, which was how a lot of us were hashtagging before, um, you get better engagement and you get better algorithm, um, uh, recognition if you only do like five to seven maps and oh. some people are only using as little as three hashtags. So why only so little? Well, they also said that they're using technology that recognizes your photos. So if you post a picture of your dog, but do hashtag like, um, balayage for a hairstylist, we're going to go back to that example. Um, it might not recognize the algorithm might not recognize why a dog has balayage yeah. and it may <laughs> not want to keep that picture at the forefront of people's feeds. So what we want to do when we post a picture of our dog, like my dog, I would do hashtag French bulldog, ha- hashtag friends of Instagram. Yeah. It doesn't exactly pertain to my business, but um, it's part of my cohesive feed and the hashtag relates to the picture. So we want the hashtag to relate to the picture, but also to our industry. So that also helps people decide on the link of what they're going to be posting. Because if you are only posting dog pics, you're never going to get a link to your ideal client who's looking for a virtual assistant or a hairstylist or whatever that you're posting. So those hashtags now, we can all be relieved. The two rules are stick between three to seven and they have to be relevant to the picture. Um, Thirdly, I will say, do not post the same ones over and over and over again. You will be penalized on the algorithm. Your pictures will start to show up less in feeds And eventually you can end up in Instagram jail where they stop showing your pictures altogether um, if you continue to use it because they're trying to get rid of bots and bots Mm -hmm. use the same Instagram captions over and over and they search those same captions to, um, you know, basically they're hacking people and they're going in and taking their information. So we want to stay out of Instagram jail and we want to get our ideal clients by following those hashtag rules. Yeah. So, okay. Follow up on the hashtag question. Um, do you t- recommend posting those in the actual post or do you prefer to put that in like a, a comment so it kind of gets buried? I used to do it in the comment up until very recently, but one of the articles I was reading from Instagram headquarters, and I can't remember the exact reason why, so I apologize, but it did say that burying it in the comment, I think has more to do with them thinking that it's a bot commenting. So gotcha. no, we want to put it at the bottom of our feed. And the okay. cool thing is, is if you are, you know, if you can or guess or, um, you can post organically in real time, which a lot of people do. Um, and unfortunately, when you post on the uh, platform, your hashtags are right there underneath your your caption. Um, it doesn't matter because you're only doing three to five. So now it's no longer this long list of 30 things that right. people don't want to look at. Right. Um, and then if you're using Creator, I've played with Creator on Facebook. Um, when I did Instagram, it does allow for space breaks. So it will put it a little further down as well. So whichever way that you prefer... It doesn't matter three to seven and people are going to get used to seeing that very quickly. And it's short. 
Okay. So I did, I want to go back real quick. When we talked about the planning apps, you Mm -hmm. mentioned that they prefer organic from your phone versus from a planner. So right now I'm using a program called Smarter Q. I just started using it. And so it sends me, it pushes a notification to my phone. Mm -hmm. So it, it doesn't post directly to Instagram. And it does, right. I, I don't even know that it will to, I think it will to Facebook, but I don't ever have it do that. So it pushes me a notification and then I copy and paste and put it on. Is that what you're saying is still okay? To yes. Do it that way. Okay. Cause it yes. looks like it's organically coming from your phone anyway. Cause it is. Yeah. Okay. You're just using it. And, um, later has that same option. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the others they might, but I've worked mostly with later for my clients. So now, you know, we want to be able to log in and have it push and you do it yourself. And that way, um, Instagram is favoring those people who post from their platform the most. Excuse me. Yeah, because I use Later and I still use it. I'm kind of making the transition over to SmarterQ. I switched mm-hmm. because SmarterQ also allows you to post into Facebook groups. Mm. And that's what I was trying to use it for. Um, awesome. But I, I loved Later. Later has been awesome. Another thing I heard, kind of going back to that same area of questioning, is that, and I could be wrong on this, but they were saying that when you post... For example, you get notification from later and it says you have a scheduled post. You open it up, copy it, open up Mm -hmm. Instagram. I had read somewhere or heard somewhere that if you even slightly edit the photo using the Instagram editor, whether it's with a filter or with their editing options, that that helps maybe boost a little bit just because it's showing Instagram that you're interacting with the platform within editing a photo within their app. Have you heard anything about that? Um, actually I have not heard anything about that. So right now I think that might be false information unless someone has tested it themselves and given you that and said it worked for them. Um, um, I have not heard that whatsoever. In fact, um, and my tips for cohesive feed, I go into exactly what I use to edit my photos to get them to look the way they do. So, and I don't use Instagram. Yeah. I tried it a couple of times with a few posts where I could just adjust a little bit of the exposure or the contrast just to slightly to kind of give it a little extra boost. And I didn't notice much of a difference. So okay, I don't know. I just wanted to throw that there and see. <laughs> yeah, you should. And um, you know, I'm going to maybe look into that when we get off this call so I can see if there is any weight to that. But from Instagram headquarters, there was no mention of that. And so if it saves me time to not do that, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So what's your next tip? One, another tip is um, our respond time. So we want to respond pretty quickly after either we see someone put up a post and we want to be within their comment, um, within their comments. We want to comment quickly, especially to keep seeing them on our feed, but also maybe for other people to see our comment and be favored by the algorithm in general. And then when people respond to our comments, we really want to be able to respond back. So um, I would say it's with, you know, with in the first hour is the most ideal. So if you are posting even through an outside source like um, Facebook creator to your Instagram, you want to give yourself a window of time that you don't post at like five in the morning when you're not up until seven, because then you're going to wake up, have all these comments and it'll be a couple hours old. So that's good that you get to still interact with people. But if you're talking about the algorithm, it's not helping. Now, since we are talking about building an organic feed that no matter when people comment, always respond back and always use at least three words and not just emojis. Um, I was once in a group where we were all supposed to be, you know, helping each other's Instagram. Mm -hmm. So we were in this little Instagram group and as soon as someone would post, someone say posted and then we'd all go. And um, these women were just giving like hearts. And I finally got out of the group because I told them, I said, Hey, please listen to me. We have to do real comments, not like 
hey, nice, that's beautiful. Like a real organic, truly meant from your heart post. And there's no reason why we can't do that. When you see the people that you follow, you should be following people you like. So when they post something, you should honestly be able to say, wow, thank you for that tip. Or wow, your kid is so beautiful. Or what congratulations on your engagement. We should be feeling that way and able to say those things. And that's what um, Instagram wants from us is to be connecting with people. And that's what people want from us. Mm -hmm. So then our brand gets noticed and our personality gets noticed more. And we form these friendships that turn into long lasting clients as well later on for us. Yeah. I say all the time, you have to be social on social media. If you're not Mm -hmm. social then you're just marketing and that's not going to work for your business. You have to go. And I think what you said, especially about not just responding to people's comments on your post, but going Mm -hmm. in and actually leaving organic comments on other people's Mm -hmm. posts. I've been really trying hard because it's so easy just to double tap and move on, double tap, Mm -hmm. move on, but to actually go in and leave a meaningful comment and say something on somebody other than just your sister or your best friend, but the people that you want to have more engagement with, you have to be more engaging with them too. It's a lot like, you know, if you have a friend in real life that you are upset with because you're like, we never get together, we never see each other, but you're also never reaching out to schedule something. It's the same exact thing. If you're never commenting and and engaging with their content, you can't expect the same in return. Absolutely. You said it better than I could have even said it. That's absolutely perfect. Yep. And also, you know, since Instagram's going to be removing their likes feature, um, you still are going to be able to like and people will be able to, you'll be able to see personally who liked, but it's going to become something kind of of the past where we don't really care about the likes. And so if you're just so used to double tapping and liking, it's not doing anything for anyone. It's actually almost like a waste of your time to even double tap once this goes into effect here in the United States. So we should all just be getting used to writing at least three word organic truthful comments. And if you know that age old adage, if you don't have nothing, something nice to say, don't say it at all. Absolutely be truthful to yourself. Don't comment fake comments if you don't mean them. Yeah. But okay. I'm glad you, know. you brought up the like thing. Cause I was going to ask you about that. I've been seeing mm-hmm. it going around. So I know they're rolling out like the testing, like some people, I guess, are mm-hmm. they've tried it out on. I love this idea. I don't know. Some people yeah. are kind of on the fence about it. I love the fact that they're going to, that they want to take that away. I think that not only for just mental health reasons, people that, you know, it's become such a, a big thing. And I think a lot about having two daughters and they're going to grow up mm-hmm. in an age where they're going to feel like they, their validation comes from how many likes they get on social media. But I absolutely love this. So I wanted to kind of ask you your thoughts on it as well. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, photographers, are you ready to make 2024 your best year yet? Growing a business is tough. You're following all the successful photographers and experts, soaking up their best advice and downloading all their free guides, trying to replicate their success only to come up lacking, blaming yourself when their methods don't work for you. But the truth is, it isn't you. Free content and one-size-fits-all courses can only get you so far. What you need is personalized help and guidance, but that can get expensive. Well, not anymore. I've created the perfect solution to get you personalized results for less than $2 a day. Introducing the Focus Photographer Lab, a one-of-a-kind coaching membership that gets you one-on-one results for a fraction of the cost of traditional coaching. Inside the lab, you'll find the three C's to success, classes, coaching, and community. With classes, you gain access to a treasure trove of pre-recorded trainings and invaluable resources. With coaching, you get monthly live trainings and Q&A sessions, along with my favorite part, the weekly one-on-one office hours, 
where we get to address your unique questions and challenges. And then there's the community where you get to connect with an amazing group of talented female photographers who share your passion, supporting each other and inspiring each other to greatness. The best part is it doesn't come with an expensive one-on-one coaching price tag. You get all of that for just $47 a month. You can even try it for free for 14 days to make sure it's a good fit for you. And there is no contract and no obligation you can cancel at any time. So what are you waiting for? Head down to the show notes and click the link to learn more and get signed up today. And let's make 2024 our best year yet. Sure. I feel the same way that you do. I don't have daughters, but I grew up as a teenager who was very insecure, like most of us, that awkward phase and then maybe beyond. And if I had been in a a time where all of my self-esteem revolved around how many people liked my pictures, I think it would have been even harder. I can't even imagine what these girls are going through. And so that was their main motivation. But if we can be honest as adults, we sometimes do get obsessed with the likes too. Mm -hmm. Like, only because we're putting so much hard work into our social media feeds to get more clientele or whatever our reasons. And then we look down and we're like, nobody even cared. And it can affect us as entrepreneurs that I always call it the roller coaster we ride. One day you wake up and you're like, I love what I do. And then like an hour later, you're like, I hate this. I'm quitting. I'm going to go get a job at Walmart. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but that kind of makes our emotional roller coaster worse as well. So what I've learned is, and some of the best mindset advice I was given anyway, was that it doesn't matter. You post whether or not you don't get a single like or comment. You show up in that consistency we talked about mm-hmm. for you every single day. And you test different things out to see what your audience likes, but you don't quit or base anything in your life on whether or not you got the likes. So if you're already in that mindset, the like thing won't even matter. I don't even check to see who liked my photos. I don't even care. Yeah. I care about the people who want to engage with me, who want to answer, the people who drop into my DMs and say like, hey, I liked your post or what do you do for work and just want to get to know me. And that's where the real friendships and engagement and helping each other is actually happening. So the likes could go away for all I personally care permanently altogether and I wouldn't even mm-hmm. care. Yeah, I agree. Cause I, I noticed there like, we'll still be able to see how many likes our photos get, but nobody else, it won't be displayed right. between the people's photos underneath and yeah. people's photos. And I think for me, like, again, like you said, I don't even really look at my likes a whole lot mm-hmm. unless I'm going back to see which photos perform right. the best. Right. But I do look at like other people sometimes. And I think like, Oh man, well, their photo is so amazing and they've got all these likes and we started at the mm-hmm. same time and this and that. It's the comparison part of it that I'm so glad they're getting rid of. And then for me, I just, in the past year, it was just this mindset shift of not so much the likes. Like I said, I focused more on the comments. Mm-hmm. Even without looking at my analytics, I would base what content was getting was the most valuable content based on how many people interacted with it with comments. And that's more important to me anyway. Like you mentioned the engagement aspect of it. And so I think it's a really great shift. I'm super excited about it coming out like across the board. I'm ready for it. I want it to happen now. (laughs) I know. I wish it happened too. And other thing I just realized, and I might be behind and I'll admit that I don't know everything, even though sometimes I like to think I do. Um, Something that I didn't know that Instagram had until recently was um, the option to turn off the potential for negative comments. So you can go into your settings under commenting. And you can actually toggle off. And so if they see a comment that looks like bullying or negative, they won't even let it show on your feed. So that's an additional feature that Instagram has put out there for 
us. I mean, I'm not subject to that yet, but you know, they say the larger that you get, the more fans that you get, the more people following you. Those Instagram and other internet trolls that are just kind of those bullies, probably still from high school that never grew up, are still going on there saying mean things. And so Instagram just wants to take that away from everybody, but I know that they're focusing on that teenage group. So that really warms my heart to know that if you can turn that feature off for your teenage daughters or younger, um, they're never gonna, they may never have to see those horrible bullying comments that have led to some teen suicides and other awful things over the years. Yeah, that's amazing. I had no idea you could do that. That's mm-hmm. incredible. Oh, yeah, it's under so privacy much and settings. Yeah, wow. under okay. privacy and settings. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Okay, so you have one more tip for us, correct? Yes, my favorite tip is to connect with people through direct messages. Now, of course, we want to stop those creepy hey girl DMs to strangers. <laughs> yes. We don't want to like go on and say, hey girl, do you want to buy my, my whatever? Or hey girl, you're cute because those are awful. But um, what I do is systematically go in about once a week and look to see who followed me that's new. And I send them a voice message thanking them for following me, asking if there's anything they need and complimenting them on something after I've gone through their feed. I'm just trying to start friendships because you never know who you're going to meet out there and how they're going to lead to another step in your life, even if they never become an actual paying client. And that takes about 15 minutes of my day. And I love it. I have gotten the best results. People have um, come back to me and helped me with my marketing. People have um, given me offers for different things um, that I could do to help them and then help me back. You just even just a positive message for the day that you connected with somebody and help them, which is why I'm here. So I recommend direct messaging people because it keeps them on the platform. So Instagram's happy about that. Then you end up meeting people all around. It's really good. It's just, we do have to get over our fear of those icky DMs. So we want to make sure we're not the person doing that. And again, like with the like um, principle, if no one writes us back or messages us back. It doesn't hurt our feelings, but we're just, I'm personally out there to give to everybody until they all feel my support from Mm -hmm. women empowering women. So I go to those women. I thank them for following me. And if I get nothing back, fine, but guess what? I have gotten a lot back. Yeah. You'd be surprised. It's amazing how just something like that can make someone's day. And Mm -hmm. like you said, I've gone back and I've done a whole episode on this about my number one marketing tip of all times is always going to be give more than you expect in return. And same, you know, that falls right into that because, and I just recently have kind of gotten into the voice messaging part because I hate honestly typing on my phone. (laughs) There's part of me that's like, man, I wish I could just type a DM on my, on my laptop because it'd be so much easier. It takes forever on my phone, (laughs) but the voice memo part is awesome. And it's Mm -hmm. so much more personal because they can hear your voice. You can personalize it to them. And I don't know, maybe you know this, but do you get flagged? Like I know Instagram flags you if you send out too many DMs in a certain amount of time. Does it do the same if it's with a voice memo or is that kind of fly under the radar for them? No, I think it does the same thing. But keep in mind that I am direct messaging people that are following me. So I'm not direct messaging strangers to ask them to like me. I'm going after people who already are following me um, to thank them. So I think that's the difference. If you direct message too many people at once, um, then it will it will flag you. Now, the I think the thing that you're speaking to, so I will speak to a, like one, there's one like um, difference that a lot of people will send the same message over and over through direct message mm-hmm. and yeah. they will flag that. And that is only flagged through typing 
Um, but I don't have a pre-recorded voice memo that I'm sending over <laughs> and over again. So I'm not going to get flagged for that. It's literally personal to each person. Um, so yes, yeah, so sending out too many direct messages at one time with the same verbiage will flag you. I don't know the number. It changes for different people. I've heard 20. I've heard 30. I've heard different numbers. I've heard seven. Once I heard seven and then you got flagged. So well, I think it, it depends. depends on how quickly you're sending it because it happened to me one time and I, don't, I can't remember if it was Instagram or Facebook. Um, and I wasn't copying and no, maybe I, I was copying pasting, I think, cause it was like sending info to people that had requested info from me. And I was just kind of doing it all at once and I was personalizing it with their name. But I think it's because I did it so quickly mm. that like within a matter of five minutes, I'd sent, you know, X amount of messages mm-hmm. and two the people behind Facebook and Instagram, they were like, Oh, must be a bot. You know? So I think that was what it was. I think if you right. spread it out a little bit, and especially we're doing the voice memo thing, mm-hmm. I want to speak to one thing real quick too, because I guarantee you somebody listening is going, I don't have, that's one more thing I have to add to my list. Of things to do." <laughs> but I will say this. So I'm a huge, huge fan of Jasmine star. Um, yes. and she's incredible. And I sent her a DM one time after she launched her podcast. Yes. And oh asked her a question, which her podcast is incredible. If you haven't listened to the Jasmine Star show, <laughs> after you listen to this one, pause it and go listen to hers. But, um, <laughs> I listened to her first couple episodes and I sent her a DM and I just said, oh my God, I'm loving your podcast. I think I mentioned something. And then I asked a question about something she had. There was an episode where she did an interview with her, um, her business coach or one of, or one of mm-hmm. her uh, mentors. Mm-hmm. And I asked a question about something she had said in there that revolved around, I think, like a fear around starting the podcast and this and that, and a fear around starting Social Curator. And she came back the next day with less than 24 hours, and I had two voice memos from her, and I about died. I was like, oh my God, Jasmine Starr <laughs> sent me a voice memo. Holy crap. She, she used my name out. and everything. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, like I took a screenshot of the little notification on my phone where it said Jasmine Starr sent you a voice message or a yes. voice in order. Um, but the fact that like she is someone who has so many followers, I can I can only imagine how many DMs she gets in a day. I can only imagine how many new followers she gets. If and how busy she is. I mean, she runs this incredible business. She's got the podcast. Like she's got all this stuff going on. If she can take the time out of her day to send little old me a voice message to not only thank me for taking the time to message her, but to answer the question I had, then I think we can all take a few minutes in our day to do the same (laughs) thing for somebody else. Because you never know when the excitement that I felt when Jasmine messaged me, you could give somebody else that same excitement. You never know how you're going to impact somebody else's day. So I love this. I mean, all your tips have been amazing, but that might be my favorite because I know I don't utilize DMs enough. I need to start doing that more because it does make a big impact and it just extends that personal connection. I think, in fact, Jasmine Starr might have been that said this, but like your Instagram feed is like the cocktail party where you meet people mm-hmm. and your DM is like the coffee date that you go on with the new friend you made at the cocktail party. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, we have to remember that she's actually an introvert. And so when she pushes herself to do that to me, that's even more amazing. But on her blog, um, her podcast, I believe it's the one that dropped um, on the 11th of November, um, one of her recent ones. She mentions that she wakes up at 5 a.m., 4.30 a.m., 
so she can spend a half hour replying to all of her messages personally. She's done it since day one and she's not stopping or delegating that yet. And I think that's absolutely amazing. So, you know, again, back delegating, there are certain things that are personal that we're going to want to keep for ourselves, even though we delegate. And I love that she wants to keep that because she knows that serves not only her purpose well, but her business as well. So I agree with you. We can take 15 minutes a day and we can reach out to the people who have gone out of their way to follow us. Mm -hmm. I agree. Again, it's one of, like I said earlier, it's she's doing the thing that only she can do, (laughs) which is perfect. Yeah. Well, I want to copy her in every way. So I know, right. (laughs) (laughs) I just adore her. I, she, and yeah, she, every time I hear her speak and the fact that she's an introvert, I'm just like, oh, that's, yeah, I'm not an introvert necessarily. I have the tendencies, but the fact that she's done everything that she's done mm-hmm. and the fear behind all of it, I'm sure for her is amazing. Yep. Okay. Well, these have been incredible. Like I feel like that we just rocked this Instagram episode. Yay! So many good tips. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so my last question for you, because I had some others, but I think we hit all of them. Um, because this is about, this is a podcast for women who are, in business and you have clearly started, you know, both business between the hair business and then what you're doing now, what advice would you give to somebody who is brand new, who's just starting about creating a business or has just gotten into the world of entrepreneurship? What advice do you have for her? My simplest but advice for someone like that is don't give up. And whatever you need to do for yourself to figure out how to keep from giving up, whether that's investing in a mindset coach, I've done that. It's helped. Um, keeping yourself surrounded by people um, who are supporting you and discarding those temporarily who do not. Um, keeping your Instagram, um, follow, like who you follow, full of positive quotes and people who are doing what you want to do. Um, whatever's going to motivate you to stop not give up because like we said earlier, it's a roller coaster ride. And I think all of us entrepreneurs want to give up at least once a day, usually for even just a second. And I, I always have it in my head. I'm like, that's it. I'm going to be a greeter at Walmart. You know, I've been, <laughs> I, I keep thinking about the blue vest, but um, the truth is, and by the way, I don't really like Walmart. So that's a really big, like, <laughs> that's a really big deal when I, when I get to that point. But um, anyway, that being said, um, if I had given up, um, and there were times I'll be dead honest with you and your, and, and our listeners today. Um, I, there were times in the beauty industry where I kind of gave up on some of my dreams thinking they were too big and put them to the side for later. And I think to myself, I don't have regrets, but I think to myself, wow, where would I have been if I would have followed that path that I was a little too afraid or someone told me don't try it. So in this, you know, incarnation of my new career, this life that I'm following now, this path. I am not going to give up whatever my dream is. I'm going to keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And sometimes that doesn't lead down the path you thought, but you still keep walking and you still keep finding where it leads. And I think it's going to be amazing for each of us to find out where our path goes. Yeah, that's so good. And not to keep coming back to Desmond Star, but something you said made me think of one of her recent episodes I just listened to where she talked about fear and Mm -hmm. how she will choose fear every time because that's where she knows the good stuff is that's where you you grow and the best things come out of fear. If you're playing Mm -hmm. it safe and you don't have any fears, then, then you're not, you're not pushing yourself enough. So I think that's really amazing. And we all have those big dreams. I know we all Mm -hmm. do. And so we just Mm -hmm. don't give up on them. I love it. Yes. (laughs) I think I have quit this business multiple times in a day before (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) we're all in that boat together. 
Yes. All right. So tell us where people can find you. Cause I'm sure after this, people are going to be like, Oh my God, I need to know more about this amazing woman. So <laughs> where can people find you? How can they follow you? Where can they get your information? Sure. Well, first of all, I'm always on Instagram, guilty, always on it. So <laughs> you can follow me. My handle is girl at the yellow desk on Instagram, also on um, Facebook. I'm not in there as often, but I will be bumping that up soon. I also have a website, girl at the yellow desk.com. And I have some blogs that I'm starting all about Instagram. In fact, if you go to girl at the yellow desk.com slash blog, I have a blog post coming up that's going to talk again about these tips and offer a freebie with a month of Instagram prompts just to help people out with getting those creative juices flowing, especially through this busy holiday season and starting with Q1. So definitely head over to my blog to get all the freebies that you can get to help you. And any other questions you have, I always answer my DMs (laughs) and I'm always available to check with you about hiring so I could take care of your social media for you. If it's on your delegate list that you don't want to do, I'm here for you. Awesome. And I'm going to repeat what you said one more time, because I want everybody to hear that you are offering them a month of free Instagram captions. Is that what you said? I want to clarify because that's amazing. Caption prompts. Yep. So it'll be the starters for them because they should personalize them themselves, but it'll be 31 prompts that are going to be in that freebie for my next blog post. So you're going to want to head over, read that article with more tips and get that freebie. Oh, that's so great. And all of this will be linked in the show notes. So anybody, you don't have to remember everything she just said, (laughs) just head to the show notes and um, they'll all be linked right there. So you can grab the five ways to have more captivating feed, that freebie, the blog post, you can get the other freebie with the 31 prompts. And then all of your website, Instagram, Facebook handles will all be there as well. So they can check you out. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. This has been so good. Oh my gosh. So much great information. I feel like now I have, I'm probably going to re-listen to this a couple of times myself because <laughs> I feel like I need to like embed some of this into what I'm doing. So thank you. I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me. Today. I hope you have a wonderful week and enjoy the holidays. Thank you so much. You as well. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. I don't know if y'all have noticed a trend when I do these interviews, but sometimes I get so caught up in just having a conversation with another incredible boss babe that time flies by. And the next thing you know, these interviews are running kind of long, but hopefully they are getting really valuable content for you. I want to make sure that even though they are a little bit longer episodes, that you are getting tons and tons of value. And I feel like this episode was so packed full of amazing information with Instagram. And I want you to head over to the Girl Means Business Facebook group. If you haven't joined yet, just head to Facebook, type in Girl Means Business, and you should see the group pull up, ask to join. And let's have a conversation around these tips. Are you using them? Are you seeing results? Do you have more questions that you want answered? I'd be happy to even maybe invite Charlize on for a Instagram overhaul kind of quick tips in the Facebook group. So let me know what y'all think. I want to definitely hear your feedback. And don't forget to head over to iTunes, leave me a quick review so that I can send you a special thank you gift just for the holidays in the mail. And make sure you tune in next week because I have an extra special episode coming to you where I round up our best and favorite episodes from 2019. So hit subscribe so you don't miss out on that. It'll be great listening for all those long road trips to visit family and friends over the holidays. All right, guys, have a great week and I'll see you back here. Same time, same place.
If you loved today's episode, don't forget to click the subscribe button so you never miss when a new episode goes live. Then head over to iTunes and leave a quick review to let other people know just how much you loved it. Thanks, ladies. See you next week.